Welcome to the One Goal Podcast. This is Rohan from One Goal, and we've got some catching up to do. If you're listening in, you're probably used to hearing Matt and George on the mics, but would like to announce that they have left to pursue new opportunities. Matt and George did great things for the podcast, and we sincerely appreciate all their hard work. With that being said, we have a lot more to share on our podcast. Be ready for full interviews, special podcast series, and a whole host of prime USMNT audio content. And while I have your attention, I just want to point out that we at One Goal still believe American soccer isn't getting the coverage that it deserves. Despite all the recent hype and success, it's still difficult to keep track of all the American talent playing the beautiful game across the world. That's why we have a full team dedicated to bringing you USMNT coverage in video, audio, and article form. We launched our YouTube channel just a few months back and post two to three videos weekly. We have multiple USMNT articles on our website and still are going strong on our weekly recap newsletter, Two Years Going. So check us out on YouTube, subscribe to our newsletter, and of course, keep lending us your ears on the pod. We wouldn't be here without the support of our fellow USMNT fans. All right, shameless plug aside, we're super excited to share our recent conversation with Taylor Booth of St. Poulton in the Austrian Bundesliga. Jake, our video content lead, takes this interview and speaks to Taylor Booth about his roots at Real Salt Lake, his time at Bayern Munich, his lone move to Austria, and future thoughts on the World Cup. Give it a listen, and of course, you can watch the full video on our YouTube channel. Enjoy. Can you tell me a little bit about how you got started playing soccer? Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up into a, a soccer family. Um, both my mom and dad played. So I grew up with the ball at my feet. And um, as I got older and older, I think I began to, to fall in love with the game more and more. And um, yeah, I'd say my dad is really the person who, when I was younger, that kind of pushed me to play and and was always training me in the basement, training me outside and, and really, I think, grew, helped me grow my love for the game. Yeah, so when I watch you play, your style isn't really so super common amongst most American players in that you're, you really like to get on the ball and spray passes and you're very technical, whereas like the traditional American player is more like focused on athleticism and just like working hard. So where do you think that aspect of your game came from? Um, I think it's it's a lot of it has to do how I how I grew up with the trainers I had when I grew up, and also how I trained when I um, when I grew up. Um, one of the things my parents did when I was younger is we had an unfinished basement, and they completely turned it into like a a mini soccer pitch. They they put turf in it, so and then surrounding it was just concrete. So I would go down there every single day and just get as many touches on the ball as possible. And I think that is what helped me get so comfortable on the ball. And and then also one of my coaches when I was younger, Adolfo Valle, um, he really taught me um, kind of that t- style of play. He taught me that um, as a midfielder, you need the ball at your feet and you, you have to be a player who always wants the ball. And I think that's something that I learned at a young age and it's helped me to always be super confident on the ball and always want the ball as well Mm -hmm. were there any like particular players that you looked up to 
professional, um, either current or past? Um, when I was younger, I looked up to Thierry Henry and also David Beckham. Okay. So. Yeah, there is some David Beckham aspects to your game and like the long balls and stuff. So I can yeah. see that. Um, are you an Arsenal fan? I am. I am. Okay. My, my dad and my grandpa both um, are big Arsenal supporters. So it kind of is one of those things where you just grow up and you kind of have to be an Arsenal supporter. Yeah. I bet it's been a tough couple of years. <laughs> it, it, it has. Um, cool. So, you know, you, you grow up playing in the basement and you have coaches and stuff, but how did you end up making the move to RSL? Where'd that come from? Um, so that came when I was younger, I played for a small club in, in Utah called La Roca. Um, and when I was there, my, my coach and one of my, I think, big mentors, Adolfo Vai, his son, Fido, actually made the move to Real Salt Lake Academy and being able to be young and watch him make that move and, and kind of watch how it changed his game. Um, it inspired me. And ever since then, like, I think all the young players playing at La Roca, that was everyone's goal was mm -hmm. to, to try and make the jump to uh, Real Salt Lake Academy. And it wasn't easy at that time. There weren't a lot of players doing it. So that was always my goal was to be able to move down to Casa Grande, Arizona, and yeah, luckily enough, I was able to get into the youth national teams, the first U14 camp for the 2001s. I did well there, and then also I was in contact with RSL for a long time, and, and as soon as I turned, I think it was 14, um, I made the decision to move home, move, move away from home and move down to Arizona. Gotcha, so the youth national team call-up came before the RSL um call up i guess or signing um i think so yeah gotcha cool and so what i mean that's got to be tough what was that like at 14 moving away from home and going to the rsl facilities yeah i mean it was i would say it was difficult but it also wasn't because it was, it was it was what i wanted so mm -hmm. ever since i was younger it was really my dream my goal was to make it there so once they officially offered me i mean it was like it was difficult leaving home at such a young age and, and leaving my friends, my family. But um, at the end of the day, it's what I wanted and I, I was okay doing it. Mm -hmm. So what do you think, uh, you know, moving, did you see a noticeable difference in your game? And like, did you see a market improvement by moving away and kind of going to Casa Grande where you're kind of isolated in that like desert and then it's like a soccer oasis, right? In the middle of the desert. Did that, yeah. um, do you find that that really helped you improve? Um, 100%. I mean, I went down there and I think I was a 2001 playing with, I think at that time the team was 99s and 00s. So I was playing with players two years older and also a year older. And I was starting at that time for, for a really good Salt Lake team. And, um, and also I had Martin Vasquez as a coach who really, me and he believed in my game so I think everything took off from there that's when I started just putting um putting on very good 90 minute performances and then also getting into as many national team camps as possible and performing there as well yeah and it, it things really did take off from there right so I know you got offered a homegrown contract at mm -hmm. RSL and then you're obviously uh, offered a contract by Byron, can you talk a little bit about how that came into the came into play? Yeah, I mean, 
ever since I was younger, I don't, I don't know what it was. Um, I always wanted to play in Europe. Um, and, and once I started to, to play at RSL and stuff, I kind of was in a way, I, I knew the homegrown was going to come. And, and in the back of my head, I, I kind of always knew I was going to decline it. And, and I always kept, I always wanted to keep a good relationship with RSL because hopefully down, um, I'd love to retire in the MLS. So I was super honest with them. I told them, look, I appreciate the offer, but um, I have interest in Europe and that's my goal. That's my dream is to play in Europe. So I'm going to take this and, and RSL supported me with it. Um, I had a good talk with the GM and, and the manager and they said, look, if, if you have a offer from Bayern Munich, I mean, you need to take it. <laughs> yeah, they, they were understanding and they supported my decision to move to Europe. And yeah. Yeah. Those offers don't come around often. So when they do come, you got to yeah, jump at the opportunity, sure. mm-hmm. but okay. So you maintained the relationship with RSL and in the future, you hope it's something you could return to later down the line. Yeah. I, I would love to end my career in the MLS and play in front of my family and also my, my city. Yeah, that'd be cool. So I imagine that's a pretty big jump, a bigger jump than moving, you know, just across town to Casa Grande, right? So what was it like, you know, moving to Germany at such a young age? Yeah, yeah it was it was crazy. Um, to be honest, the move away from home, um, I think it definitely helped because I moved away. I, I had already been out of my house for two years. So mm-hmm. in terms of like homesickness and stuff, I... I actually feel like it was easier living in Europe because I feel like it's like it's like a completely different life, you know, like you're a completely different time zone. Like I didn't even think about uh, America as much as I did when I was living in, for example, Florida or or Arizona. So in terms of that, it was was easier than expected. There was definitely a bit of a culture change and stuff like that, obviously a language barrier. But um, luckily, I had a lot of people in Munich that, that helped me, and they made the the jump very easy for me and smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you had Chris Richards there when you were there. So did that help you adapt, just having another American that you could? Yeah, well, I, I was actually there um, a year before him. So I moved a year before him. So you were the first one there? Yeah, but I wasn't able to play because I didn't have my EU citizenship. I was still 16, I think, at that time. So, um, yeah, I wasn't able to play. I was just training and, and learning on the language. Okay, gotcha. So Chris got there, I was already very comfortable with everything and, and stuff like that. But it definitely, it was nice when he got there for sure. Yeah, so you were showing him the ropes. Yeah, I was helping him. Okay, gotcha. Um, so what was life in Germany like? You talked about the culture difference. What are the biggest differences between like American culture and German culture? Yeah, I think um, there's obviously many differences, food being one thing. I think the personality of Germans is is very different. I think they're very um, determined people, mm-hmm. I think, but different mindset than Americans. And and I think it can be, some, it's definitely something that I learned. I mean, they're super, super hardworking people. And I respect that from Germans. I mean, you see it every single day on the, on the pitch is, is they... They give their 100% every single day. And I think that's something that I tried to add to my um, game is, is that even days when you're not motivated, you, you don't want to be there. You just have to maybe find motivation from your teammate working super hard or find it, find it within yourself to just put in the work that day. 
Yeah. Yeah. Germans are machines, man. They don't quit. <laughs> They're crazy. They're crazy. Um, so you, you'd been there for a few years. What, yeah, like the main, everyone always mentions like speed of play and physicality when they make the move to Europe about the biggest differences. Um, but what are some other areas of your game that you've improved upon or you've had to improve upon to kind of adapt to that style of play? I think one of the biggest things that I've learned so far um, is is my professionalism off the field. Um, obviously, I've learned stuff on the field and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think the biggest step I've taken is stuff off the field. When I first moved to Munich, um, I had a couple of very unlucky injuries, like muscle injuries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so after that, I was I was so sick of being injured. So I like I really focused on myself off the field. Um, like little things like my my diet, um, my sleep, um, my preparation, my recovery, all those little things is what so far I think I've taken that next next step in going from a, a youth player to to a pro player. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so in making those changes, what is it? Do you feel like more fit? Do you feel like you're less prone to injuries? Yeah, I think um both of those for sure. I feel like my body's just stronger. Um, I think also I have more energy throughout the day. Um, I've changed my diet a lot. Um, before I would just eat whatever I felt like eating and now I'm really focusing on what I eat and, and when I eat it as well. And I think that's definitely something I've, I've um, changed. And yeah, I've noticed a big difference um every day in training and then also in matches as well I feel like I can go 90 minutes and and yeah I feel a lot fitter as well yeah that makes sense I mean what you do on the training pitch that only accounts for you know two three percent of your actual time the other 97 percent is off the field so it's really important that you take care of that stuff makes sense um all right so fast forwarding to present day you just went on loan to St. Poulton. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Um, but yeah, so you, you made that move um, during this transfer window. So, and you've already made a couple of appearances and racked up a couple of assists. Um, so I, I'm curious how that, how that's all gone. Yeah. I mean, so far it's been, it's been really good. Obviously um, they weren't doing too well prior to me coming. I think that's one of the reasons they brought, Ianis to try and help him and get on a good rhythm. Um, and so far, um, uh, we got my first two appearances, we got four points and I had two. So that was obviously a good start for me. And I think the biggest thing now is to, to keep going, to keep putting down 90 minutes um, as much as I can and, and helping the team as much as possible. And also the people here have been super friendly, super helpful in, in making the transition. Mm-hmm. So... I know you've, this is really like your first foray into first team football. Um, and then, yeah, you're coming in and like you really, the team was struggling and you guys really have to start performing. So what was that like? Is that challenging? Um, or is it really just same thing as it was back with the second team at Bayern? Yeah. I mean, I think it's obviously there's pressure, but I think this is, I mean, I play this for, I play this game for a reason, you know, is to, to, help the team to try and win as many matches as possible. So I was definitely ready for the challenge and um, yeah, super excited to come here and to start working. 
Cool. Yeah. And it's interesting uh, when you signed or when you made your move, uh, they also brought in another American in Brennan Cervania. So how has that been? Yeah, it's been super nice. Um, obviously having another American here, they, it makes the transition easier. I mean, everything off the field is nice to have a have a homie after training to just, just kick it with and hang out with. Mm-hmm. So are in the couple games that you've played and the training sessions you've had, what are some major differences between the German Bundesliga and the Austrian Bundesliga? It's a difficult question because I think there's 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 similarities between the third league in Germany and here in, in terms of, I think, the physicality. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, there's crazy tackles in the Austrian Bundesliga. <laughs> and I think that's, I think it's good for me to to be in that environment because obviously I'm a, I'm a technical midfielder and, and the higher you get in the level, you have to add, have that bite into your game. And I think it's that I've been adding to my game since I've been in Germany and then also here just mm-hmm. to be, be able to get stuck in and make challenges as well. Gotcha. Yeah. So moving forward and looking into the future, what are your goals for the rest of the season? Um, number one is stay healthy. Um, stay healthy and finish this, this season off strong here. Um, I think we have 13 games left, maybe mm-hmm. as much minutes as possible, stay fit and, and just help the team. And then in the summer, I'll head back to Munich, um, see what the situation is there. And then, yeah, get back to work and get ready for the next season. Yeah. So you, you talk about in the summer, heading back to Munich, uh, <clears throat> in the time until then, what do you think you need to improve upon in order to best position yourself to break into the Bayern first team next season? Um, I think it's one, one of the big things is, is like I said, staying healthy and then being on the pitch as much as possible. I think I didn't get a, a string of games in, in Munich where I was just 90 minutes after 90 minutes on the weekends. And, and you kind of just get that repetition and, where you're super comfortable on the field, you know? So I think it's important me important for me to to find that um comfortness on the field and just get into to a rhythm where it's it's second nature when I'm on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the more minutes you play, the more confident you are and the more confident you are, the performances will just for sure. improve for sure. exponentially. Um yeah. cool. All right, so now we'll move into some true or false. Just, uh, yeah, four questions. Um, yeah, the only rule is that you can't cop out, all right? You got to actually, you have to answer them. I have to answer? All you right. have to answer them. All right, so <laughs> number one, uh, you will rack up more assists than any other American this season in the Austrian Bundesliga. Who has the most right now? It's you right now. Yeah, True. True. You're gonna you're gonna keep your lead because right now, yeah. like your main competition is probably Brendan Aronson. Um, but yeah, you how got this. How many does he have? I think he has one. Yeah. True. Okay. True. All right. I'm gonna hold you to it. Uh, yeah. So Zach Booth is the best soccer player in the family. False. <laughs> He's a good player, but false. <laughs> Hopefully, he can prove me wrong. So, <laughs> I like that. Um, your German is better than Chris Richards is German. True, hundred percent true. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, the United States will win the World Cup in twenty twenty six, and you will be playing with the team then. 
True. <laughs> like to hear it. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview. Great to hear how Taylor's now situated in Austria and totally focused on his game and health. We're really looking forward to him grabbing headlines amongst all the other USMNT young players. So yeah, I mean, future assist king? I hope so. (laughs) That would be great to see. To all of our listeners, again, thank you for your support and get ready for more podcast content. Don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter at onegoal.us forward slash subscribe. That's onegoal.us forward slash subscribe and our YouTube channel by searching One Goal US on YouTube. Thanks again, and we'll catch you around soon.